0: Am I not the one that can bring water from a stone? Am I not one that can cause the desert to bloom? Know that I am a God of great power and I am here in this hour to touch my people. You have no hope. You have lost your vision of who I am. Look once again through my word and through your own experience for I have touched you many times. Remember from where you have come and all that I have done in your life. I am a victorious God, and I am here to deliver a victorious people. You are mine, says the Lord, and I pronounce deliverance, victory, peace, joy, and hope over your life and over every situation. Praise me now, says the Lord.
1: Amen. Aren't you thankful for that fact right there, that truth that God is here today? I, I I thought about this in the early morning service, but what if we really grabbed a hold of the fact that God is here And He wants to lift the heavy burden. He wants to bless. He wants to heal. He wants to work and move. I love our God because He lifts the burden. He doesn't bring a burden. He doesn't put it on us. He doesn't oppress us and lay it on us. He's here today to give us rest this morning and to give us deliverance and to lift it off of us today. I'm thankful today for Jesus Christ. Anybody else with me this morning? Matt. Amen. Stand your feet with me really fast. This is your last opportunity to stand for just a few moments. And so I'll let you stretch your legs and get good stretch there. And uh, we'll hit uh, the, sh- the home stretch here and hear the word of God this morning as God's given it to us. I want to thank uh, Pastor Ray for the opportunity to share this morning and honor our grads in the 9 o'clock. And to share this, uh, this 11 o'clock, something totally different that God's put on my heart. And I want to thank the the pastor for the opportunity. I also want to thank the church and friends for prayers for our family. Uh, Many of you have reached out. So many hundreds of people have texted and sent messages and prayed for our family today. Uh, Or this last couple weeks have been very difficult. And I wanted to thank the church for that. Continue to pray for us. They have a funeral for my, he was my second cousin. Uh, Pray for my first cousin as they, uh, they have the funeral this Saturday. And so just continue to pray for them. That way would take refuge. We all would take refuge in God's presence in this difficult time. Home is where you live. It's where you pray. It's where you rest. It's where you raise your children. Home matters. I want you to go with me if you would to 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 4 and 5. As you're looking there as we've seen in the Dayton, as we've seen in Dayton and all throughout that area, the Miami Valley and areas, the winds and the storms of life will come. They come, but I want to tell you something that's most important. The foundation matters. The builder matters. don't just want to talk today just about building a house, but I want to share this morning about being a house, a spiritual house that's being built by God himself. Lord, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for the opportunity, God, to share your word and to hear it, God. Now as we read it, God, let it be a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. First Peter chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. God's calling us into something. He's not just spoken something just to speak it, but He is calling us into something. He is making us into something to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. If you agree with that, say amen and be seated this morning. God bless you. Houses in my neighborhood, I've noticed. We bought a house when we moved here about five years ago. Truth, if I could tell you the story, we drove through and tried to figure out where we wanted to live and what house we wanted. And I'm not even exaggerating with you. I know I've told this story before, but we drove by this house, and I'm not, I'm not crazy well maybe I am a little crazy but that's okay but we drove by this house it was in the right area it looked like the right house and we looked through a few of them and I told my wife I leaned over to her as we drove by and I said I want that house and I told the Lord I said I really like that house God I really would like that I'm not saying move the people out there or anything weird like that but but the truth is The truth is, is that the next day we were looking at houses for sale, and that house went up for sale the very next day when when we prayed for that. We moved into that house, and here's the deal. It's not about naming and claiming and grabbing and blabbing and grabbing, all that kind of stuff. It's not really about that, but God had a plan. I believe he placed us there. He positioned us there, and he wanted us here. But in this neighborhood that we live in, that we, we have for the last five years, they've started building more houses. And I know some of those that have lived in our neighborhood can testify that literally overnight, houses are being built in our neighborhood. You can wake up, and here's two or three houses that are just going up traffic and all kinds of workers and some that go to our church are in and out of there all the time. Houses are going up. It seems like overnight, people are finishing and moving in. And one thing that I've noticed about that, though, One thing about houses being built is that the builder matters. Say amen to that. You would never go into such an enormous uh, project if you didn't trust the builder. I'm preaching. I'm about to. I I promise. I'm going to go somewhere. But you have to trust that their integrity. You have to trust their character. You have to trust that they know what they're doing and that they can get the job done. You don't want to invest in a company or a builder that cannot get the job done. You cannot just trust anybody to build your house. You can't trust Uncle Bob, Uncle Bill, or Uncle Lee. To build your house, you have to trust somebody that knows what they're doing to build that house, to trust them to build a quality home that will last and endure. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 27. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock, and the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house upon the sand, and the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and they beat against the house, and it fell and great was the fall of it. I want to tell you something today. If we're going to build something that lasts, we're going to have to build it upon something that's stronger than just us. We're going to have to build it on something that's permanent, a foundation that's strong and sure and steadfast. The scripture tells us, our Lord Jesus tells us that when we take his teachings and apply them, it's like building our house upon a rock. And that means that when we're built upon the rock, let the winds come. Let the waves come let the rain come all of those things but the house will endure because the foundation is strong the the permanence of that foundation is what's ultimately going to give us a chance to be restored and and built and strengthened sometimes I want to tell you that as we go through life and as we give our life to the Lord and as we live our life for him sometimes in our own life as I look around to some of these houses that are going up and being built in, our, in even our neighborhood, sometimes I feel like some of those houses that are not quite finished. Sometimes in my own life, I want to put a sign on me that says, under construction. Don't let a Sunday morning suit ever fool anybody. God's still working in my life, and he's still working in your life, and he's still working in our life. We're not finished products. God is still working in me, and I'm thankful that I'm not a finished product. But I want to tell you something today. There's something that's settled forever in my mind and settled forever in my heart and in my life, and it's this. It's that Jesus Christ is Lord over all, that he is Savior, that he is healer, that he loves us that he cares for us and that he has a plan for us. I may be under construction and you're under construction today as God continues to move in our lives. But I want to share a a few things and break down some of this scripture today that we might walk out of here blessed, that we might, might walk out of here full of faith, that we might walk out of here full of the blessings and strength of God deeper than when we walked in here. The scripture starts out by saying this. It says, as you come to him. Oh, I love that. I love that because it says as you come to him, it's it's referencing a reaction. It's referencing an an action step from us, but it's not just any old action step. It doesn't just say as you get up. It says as you come to him. I want to tell you something. When you come to him, you will never be disappointed. His plans and his purpose and his greatness and his goodness is forever, and he is God, and he is forever faithful. The scripture says this, when it speaks about him, it says him, he's the living stone that was rejected by men, but to God chosen and precious. I want to tell you that he was rejected by men. The reference to that was at the cross of Calvary that he chose to go to, to die for your sins and my sins, to demonstrate his love for us. The very ones that rejected him, he was dying on the cross for them and he was saying to them and saying to the father, I should say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You're coming to a living stone. You're coming to a God that loves you, that put his purpose, and he put his plan. He put more than just words behind his love. He put action, and he says this to us. He says, as you come to him, I want to tell you that you may feel like you're not a completed or finished product. You may feel defeated. You may feel like you haven't been able to get it right, and you can't get it right, and you're permanent flawed. I want to tell you something today that should make you jump out of your seat and shout hallelujah because you know what? You're right. You can't fix it and you can't get it all together. But I know one that as I come to him, he'll put the pieces back together. I know a God that restores and rebuilds but the scripture gives us this point it says as you come to him we must come to him. It tells us in Proverbs a righteous man may fall seven times but he gets up every time. I I love that because his righteousness wasn't in his falling or staying up. It was it was it was actually defined there as when he gets up. And I want to tell somebody today: get up and come to him. Pick yourself up and keep coming to him because God is still working on you. God is still working in you, and He is not through with you yet. And if you want to praise God for that right now, I just go on and do it with you. Hallelujah. The key. The key is, is right here. It says, as you come to him, so many times we neglect this part. I love this. I love coming to church, and that's a part of coming to him. I recognize. But I want to say this, and, and hope we know this, is that God is, he, he dwells in here, but, but the house that he's really trying to build is here, so that you can have faith on Monday. That you can have faith on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. You can have faith when you get a terrible phone call that, that some loved ones have been in an accident. You can have faith and trust in him because the house that he's building is in you. And you trust him that he's God and he will never let you down. He is faithful until the very end and he's faithful to his word. I love that. He says for his name's sake. He He, he will not fail you for his name's sake. He doesn't want to... His ba- or, uh, to get a bad name you are not so special that he would let you down God is faithful to us but but we think about all of the difficult things and, and we have to recognize the most important thing we need to do is to continue to come to him in defeat in failure Jesus in bad decisions that we've made instead of running from him Jesus let us come to him You're not just coming to anyone, you're coming to the healer, savior, the prince of peace, the wonderful counselor, the mighty God. He's the great I am, the comforter, the provider, the deliverer. You're not just coming to anybody, you are coming to the Christ, the son of the living God. And I want to tell you something today, he will not cast you out if you come to him. He will not reject you or, or spurn you in any way, shape, or form. If you come to him, even this morning, he will receive you with open arms as you come into his fold and his presence and respond to the moving of his Holy Spirit. I want to say this because I just feel led son or daughter that is away from God, that's a prodigal, that's even in this house today. I want to tell you something today. Today is the day to come home. Today is the day to come to him. He's been calling you. He's been speaking to you. And today is the day of pronouncement. Today is a day where we pronounce that we are children of the Most High God. We're not living for this world. We're not living for its pleasures. We're living for the glory and goodness of the God that created us. He is Jesus Christ, the risen Savior, and he is here today rejected by men, suffered for us, He could have rejected us, but yet he calls us to faith in him, relationship with him and worship of him. I kind of feel like doing this if we can for a minute. We've been doing it, but I feel like calling us even now into a place of, of worship when we think about what he's done for us, when we think about all the goodness that he's showed over our lives, we need to remind ourselves and we need to shake ourselves even now and strengthen ourselves in the Lord through worship. We need to look at the Lord and say, God, you're bigger than my problems. You're bigger than my issues. You're bigger than this trial that I'm going through. You're God and you will see me through it to the very end because you're our savior. Somebody give God praise this morning. And for that very reason, as you come to him, it says this, that you are being built. You are being built. I love this because he's a master builder. He's a master builder in your life as you put your faith in him. He lays faith in you. He lays anointing on you. He lays purpose and plans on you. He provides for you. He, he builds your life into something that ultimately he desires to happen. Romans chapter 5, verse 3, verses uh, 3 through 5, it says, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings. I'm going to stop right there because that is the strangest thing I've ever read in my entire life. We rejoice in our sufferings. To us, doesn't make sense. But it says, but we rejoice in our suffering, sufferings. This is why, knowing that suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And that hope does not put us to shame. I want to tell you this morning that where you are now is not where you're always going to be. There might be some suffering that you're going through, but I want to tell you to keep going. I want to tell you to not stop. I want to tell you to not quit. Don't give up on God's church. Don't give up on the Lord. Don't give up on your tithe. Don't give up on your worship. Don't give up on your prayer time, your prayer life, or any of those other things that God put in place for Christians and believers. It may not look good now, but I want to tell you something. God is on the move. You can't see it, but maybe you can feel it this morning to rise in a place of worship and faith like never before because you're not who you were once. And you may not be where you want to be, but I want to tell you, you've been pulled out of the miry clay and placed upon a a stone, a living stone, a foundation that can be trusted. I want to tell you that God's grace is sufficient, His goodness is everlasting, and His love is here for us today. Your life now may not look like picture perfect, but you're getting strong stronger baby you are growing in your faith you're growing in your worship you're growing in your calling to all of our parents who feel like failures and it feels like they're not doing it right and they just feel stressed out all the time and they lie awake at night wondering if they're doing any good I want to tell you today keep going keep trusting keep letting God build you keep letting God build your home keep God let God continue to build what is happening in your young people be encouraged to because God is building you and he's building your family. I could stop right there and just give God praise because he's good and he's faithful to us today. I'm being built. I'm thankful for gifts and talents. I'm thankful for abilities that I don't have like singing, (laughs) like anything really, any abilities really. All of these gifts and talents and abilities that that cause the spotlight to shine on us. I want to tell you something. The, the light on you should never be brighter than the light in you. It's producing patience in your life. It's developing character in your life. They're being built. You just... Revealing and ultimately trying to get us to the place of hope. Get us to the place where we trust in God. Get us to the place where that hope will not disappoint us. You're being shaped by God in this hope. Scripture even says that day by day our, our outward body is, is is fading away, but inwardly we're being renewed day by day by day by day. God is building you perfectly. And I might just tell you today you look really good and how he's building you. David was one of these that we could hear about. David was a worshiper. He was overlooked by men, but noticed by God, Jesus. He was noticed by God. Men didn't notice him. Even his own dad didn't call him in when the prophet came to his house to anoint a new king. His father so had overlooked him. His father had so thought he was not worthy of that title compared to his other brothers that he overlooked him and didn't even call him into the house, but God saw him. God noticed the songs that he was writing. God noticed the worship that he was lifting in that secret place. God saw who he was. And I love this about David. He was a worshiper, but he also had faith that was dangerous to the enemy. Hear me now today. His faith was dangerous to the enemy. The giant, the Philistine giant stood up against the people of God and mocked them and looked at them and told them who they were and who they belonged to and what was going to happen. He intimidated them and pushed them around and, and absolutely tried to bully them. And all of the people of God, the people of God were intimidated and afraid afraid and shrunk back and constantly would not step out and fight against him but a teenage boy showed up and was so stirred and moved and angry uh, really according to his his faith he was angry that they served the risen, uh, they served the, the living God, the, the, the Jeho- they served Jehovah God and here they were the armies of the living God and this Philistine giant was standing against them and intimidating them and he stood out, his faith was dangerous to the enemy, I want to tell you it's time for our faith to be dangerous to the enemy it's time for us to be able or be willing to look giants in the face and say not by might nor by power but by the spirit of the living God it's time for us to, to look at giants that are in our world and that we're facing in life and say, you know what, you, you come at me with a, a rod and a spear, but I come at you with the name of the Lord of hosts. He's with me. He's with me, and I trust in him. And I just love this, that it didn't take five stones, even though David had five stones. It took one stone to take the giant down who had been mocking them. All of the things the enemy has been bringing against us that seem so big... And seem so overwhelming they are not overwhelming to God God is faithful and he's powerful and he's good and with one slay one sling of your faith in regards to that giant and God being with you that giant will go down I want faith that's dangerous to the enemy listen one thing about David that was important that we have to hit this morning too is he was broken and flawed man we love to put on our Sunday best and show up on Sunday. But but listen to Psalms 51. After he had made a terrible mistake, a failure. He said, create in me clean heart. He said, renew within me a, a right spirit. He said, restore to me the joy of my salvation. He said, do not cast me from your presence. Or take your Holy Spirit from me. But grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. He was broken and flawed, but here's what made him a man after God's own heart. God was still working in him. His family was a mess, but God was still working in him. What made him a man after God's own heart is he knew that God was still building, that God was forgiving, that God was loving, that God was real, and that God was with him. Every time he repented, and he ran back to God. He ran to that place of prayer. He ran back to that place of repentance. Who knew of that time as a worshiper when he was overlooked by man, and he was in countering the Lord all by himself. That time of suffering even was producing character in him, and that character, when he would fail later on, it would rise up in him that would take him towards the Lord. I want to tell you, God doesn't waste anything in your life, even the dark moments, even the bad moments that you don't talk to anybody else about. I want to tell you something, when you put it in God's hands, God will turn that into something dangerous. God will turn that into something powerful. God will turn that into something anointed, and you're going to walk out of this place even today and your life as it's being built by God it's going to walk in an anointing everywhere you go it's going to spread and the presence of God is going to be with you I don't just want to live a life I want to live a life that honors Jesus if that's you today clap your hands and give God praise I want to be a man after God's own heart man Men today that love God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, this isn't Father's Day, I know that. But men that, that love God, that they want God's heart to lead their families, I want you to stand to your feet right now, would you do that? Men that love God, that want God's heart to lead your families, would you stand to your feet, men that are right here, right here in this moment? I want to do something right here. I feel God touching me right now because there's Davids that are in this room tonight or this morning that, that, that the giants have been coming against your family, and they've been coming against and attacking you and attacking your faith or the faith of your kids. And you know what? I want to say something today. That same spirit that was on David, it can come on us today that says, you know what? The Lord of hosts is with me. He's with my home. He's with my family, and I'm going to stand in direct defiance of everything the enemy has planned and has tried to come against my family. Every man that will, would you lift your hand right there to God for me? Would you just pray right now together? God, I pray right now over our men, God, like David, God. We're we're all flawed, God. We have brokenness and things that have been in our lives and flaws, God. but, But, Lord, I know the one that has no flaws, God, that is not broken, that's perfect, God. And that's you. And, God, we come to you, God, the author and finisher of our Faith. And God, we ask you to build our home. God, we ask you to build us up. We ask you to make us a, a house, a, a house of prayer, a house of faith. God, a, a house of power, Lord, that we can lead and guide our families. And God will give you the praise. I pray for our men right now, God, that something would rise up in them that says, "Not on my watch. Not today, devil. Not any day, devil. Are you going to come against my family?" We ride a bloodline, the blood Jesus. We put. Put that in the sand, and we tell the devil he cannot come any further. My children, my wife, my family, they belong to you. If you believe that, clap your hands and say amen today. Amen. Amen. I'm going to say this. I'm just going to keep going because I'm a, I'm a man and I'm a father and a husband. But I want to build our fathers up. I want to build our men up. I want to tell them and hopefully they know the purposes and plans of God for them are, are excellent and, and powerful. And to lead in God's mercy as he calls you. And so I'm thankful for God and being built by him. And I'm finishing right here. I'm done this morning. Because we've had great ministry from the Lord already today. But this is the other thing that I want to share in finishing up is I want to live a life that's acceptable to God. It says in Mark chapter 8 and verse 36, says, For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? All of our accomplishments, our fame, fortune, success, homes, cars, name is in the paper, we own the paper. All of those things are so so awesome, so neat, but none of them impress God. What does it matter to be known by men and not known of God? Two things that were instilled by God in my folks, my church growing up, even when I was in High school hoodlum, before God saved me. Two things that were instilled in me that I always knew is I was made for more. Something deep in me that was, I knew that God had something for my life. It was instilled in me by my church, by my parents, and I know in places of prayer. And the other thing is that I will stand before God one day. I can't get away from that appointment I can't get around it. I can't be busy that day when I stand before God. I can't not answer my phone when I stand before God. I have an appointment one day to stand before Him, and so do you. Listen to me as I was growing up and still today. I want it to sting me like it deeper than it ever has. The worst thing that I can think of is to stand before God and Him say these words. Depart from me, for I never knew you. I want to offer a sacrifice that's acceptable to God with my life. If you did not wake up this morning and say, God, make something of my life for your glory, don't leave here today without praying that prayer. If you didn't wake up this morning and say, Lord, here's another day, Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy, God. I want to walk in it. And I want to remain in you. I want to live for you today. Then, then don't let this day pass or tomorrow as God gives us opportunity. Don't leave here today without praying that I don't want to be careless with these borrowed breasts that I have because I'm on borrowed time. Pray this prayer all the time. God, give me the mind to know it. God, give me the heart to want it. Give me the hands to do it, Lord. I want to live a life that's acceptable to you. Teach me. Renew me in my mind. Change my heart, God, to be ever like you. I want to be yours to live for you and your will. Stand to your feet with me today. The pastor's going to come and share with the congregation, shepherd his people and our people today as the pastor. I want to make a choice for this. I want to make a choice today to be built different. I want to be that spiritual house that's being built. I want to keep coming to God, even in my flaws and my weaknesses and my questions and and wondering about things in life. I want to keep coming to him. I I don't want to quit. I, I want to know that I'm being built into something. God is building me, strengthening me. Even in my suffering, God wastes nothing. He's going to use it for my good, and I want to live a life that's acceptable to God. I want to pray for our church today, and pastor is going to come and finish us today. God, we love you and we thank you. We thank you, God. Build us. Build us right. Give us a right heart, a willing spirit, clean hearts, clean minds in this world today that is attacking the mind as access to the heart. It's attacking the mind by the, the shows that we're bombarded with, the things that we see every day. God, I pray, God, for an I pray for a renewed mind, a clean mind, that's able to worship and pray. It's not hindered, God, by this junk. God, that weighs us down. We thank you for it, God. Jesus' name. Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Would you thank the Lord for a message this morning that touches our heart? Amen. Lord, we honor you and we thank you for the word of God. Thank you for the message that has touched us, the worship that has changed us, and the power of God that has transformed us and caused us to go forward from this place. Lord, as we truly believe we are a house being built by you, the house, the temple of the Lord, we thank you that the church will not be dismissed today, but will just simply leave this house, this building go out into the world and effect change wherever we go, every conversation, every place where we find ourselves, God, you are there preparing a path ahead of us for every heart and life. And Lord, may we be sensitive and obedient to what you are speaking and what you're doing through us as your temple, as your house. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Don't forget, camp meeting. This week, all the way through Wednesday night, every night, 7 o'clock. Tonight, it would be 6 o'clock at Potter's House Church in Columbus. God bless you.